The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, June 12, 2021, smoking cigars down to the nub. In 1996, I thought it was a gimmick, but in 2008, it turned into a real thing. This is a true story. Smoking cigars down to the nub. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. It says 2007, and you said 1996. How did that happen? I fixed I fix my, <laughs> okay. my thing and not yours, so don't worry about what I'm saying. Worry about what you're saying. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 12th year, making it the longest continually running and most accurate cigar podcast. Yes. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by... Podbean four years in a row, the Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest, the Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network, and you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Okay, let's get to the original. It's short, but I want to light it up right away because it's going to take a long time to smoke this four-inch cigar. Mm. What do we have, Barry? Well, today's first cigar is the Das Hombre Dominican, manufactured in the Dominican Republic for Two Guys Smoke Shop. The size that we're lighting up is a 4x60, and it features an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper over Dominican binder and fillers. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single cigar will set you back $3.99, while a bundle of 20 is $59.99, which comes out to just $3 per cigar. It's a savings of almost $20 or 25% off the bundle price on twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. $3.99. And by the, by the bundle, $3. $3. Should I brand switch, or you're okay with what I'm smoking? I would like you not to brand switch. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> we'll lose a lot of money. But it's an unbelievable value. Uh, although it looks little, it's it's the size of one of my fingers. Resembles my one of my little short, oh, stubby fingers. Yeah, right? I was going to say your fingers are short. Yeah, my fingers are short and fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the cigar is, so let's give it a cut and light. See what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo. Cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Oh, my so, God. All right. So I was concerned because this is this this feels packed on the outside. It's not going to draw. And it's mm-hmm. drawing like a complete straw. Yeah. I so, had the- so the cold drawer has kind of a little bit of a corn to it. And being so into bourbon lately, because I am an alcoholic, mm. this would pair well with a heavy corn-based bourbon. Ah. Something like 75%, something like Buffalo Trace. Yeah, right. you're, you're way off. This is Smarties Candy all day long, and it's the one that has the pinkish hue. Hue. There's a hue. <laughs> There's a hue. Um, 
I remember making this brand, again, 1996. I made this cigar, and the only person that sold it was me. And it started off with, uh, okay, I want to give it a name. And not Dos Ombre, by the way, just a blank cigar at the time. And I came up with Spark Plug, Mm -hmm. and that sat around for a while. I put it out there. We put it by the register, letting people see it. And they go, what the hell is this? Because there was no cigar that was short and fat like that. So I did that for a while. Then I changed it up, and I called it the Fire Hydrant. Another loser name, right? Spanning a thousand. Here we go. And then I called it a Fat Boy, which got actually a little bit more because there was a Fat Boy motorcycle. Yeah. Um, and whatever connection. Big, thick tires, kind of a low-rider-looking yeah, motorcycle. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and heard of it and stuff. So um, it, it just was one of those house brands at two guys for for a long time, and uh, finally turning it into one of the Dos Ombre sizes. Um, but long time, man. That's, you know, over 25 years, 25 years ago. Yeah. 25 years ago. Hmm. Um, and, yes, it, it's gimmicky. It was gimmicky then. It's gimmicky now. But I got a whole story to tell you of what ended up happening with this. So let's give it a light. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Drone. The Vertigo Drone features single action. Two jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. At the bottom, we've got a flip-out bullet punch, an easy adjustment, all for the low price of $19.99. That's the Vertigo drone. There we go. So uh, we're going to need uh, at least two flames for this. It's a 60 ring gauge, as little as it is. And, uh, you know, people would say to me with the cigar, uh, you know, I'd say, hey, you got to give one of these little fat boys a try or a spark plug or firecracker. Fire, uh, fire hydrant, and um, they would say, this is when I put my cigar out, and, that, and I'd hear things like that, and I said, well, light it up, give it a try, because you're going to be surprised how long it takes to burn this little little cigar. Really, a 60 ring gauge before 60 ring gauge was a thing. Right, right, and... Um, what happened was I have this cigar going on, and it's sitting there, and it's doing what it's doing, which is not very much, and uh, I'm now doing, um, the year now is 2003, and I'm actually working on the firecracker thing. So I got these, these cigars, and I'm saying, okay, what if I put a wick on it, and, but it's not really working because it's so thick anyway. Let me try a 50-ring gauge. Let me see what this is going to be with a wick on it. And it, by this point, we're in this building. Because uh, before that, in 96, we were across, we were, the, yep. we were across the street. So uh, the cigar boom is over at that point. When, when I come up with this, the cigar boom's going on. But uh, I'm in the office there, and I, on the desk, I have these sitting there. Um, Prototypes, un- essentially. Yeah, unbanded. Um, and I have these firecracker things that I'm messing around with myself. And who walks in is Jose Oliva. And I, I'm, I got a meeting, but these things are sitting on my desk with somebody else. I had no idea he was in town. He didn't say he was coming up. It, just unexpected visit with his rep. And um, he said that that was before I had you to stop people from coming in right. automatically. Yeah. Like it was a free for all at that point. And uh, I said, oh, geez, I'm, I'm in a meeting with this guy. Can you uh, grab a seat? 
have a coffee or something, give me a half hour because they, they're talking business and they don't want to hear the other person what, what they're offering or whatever they're doing. So he said, sure. And he's looking at the cigars on the desk. I'm sure he has cigars with him. He's trying to sell me, but he sees the cigars on the desk and he says, what are those? And I said, oh, I'm trying a little project thing. I'll get it into with you after it's over. Would you like some? And he said, yeah. So he grabs one of these. He doesn't grab the firecracker. He grabs one of these. And um, he goes and sits out there. I finish up with the, with the guy I was fishing, finishing up with. And he comes back in. And he said, well, that was an interesting cigar. And I said, yeah, okay, what do you have, blah, blah, blah. And they were Oliva Cigar Company, and I believe all they had was Oliva at the time. And uh, he wraps up with me. He leaves. Nothing else is discussed about it. He goes back to Florida, and I get a call from him maybe three days later. And he says, when are you going down to Florida? Don't you usually go down there every January to, to Miami and um, make your visits and stuff? And I said, yeah, uh, I'm going on January 17th or whatever it is. He said, okay. Uh, can we have dinner one of the nights? And he picked the night, the 18th or something, and have dinner. Uh, I want to show you something. And I said, sure. I so, usually get nervous when another man says he wants to show me something. Yeah? You and I have different kinds of friends, Different though. friends. Sh show you his nub? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we went to dinner. Uh, I actually brought my mother with me, uh, visiting some of uh, her brothers that were down there. And... Uh, I said, it's okay to take her, sure, and we had dinner, and we talked shop, nothing about it, anything about that cigar, and then after he said, we're going to go right across the street, there's a little patio out there, and we can have a cigar out there, and uh, I said, okay, he said, I want to show you something. We go over there. And at this point, you're not nervous at all. Nope. <laughs> so he takes a box of cigars out, opens the box of cigars, and he said, did these look familiar to you? Now, maybe two, three months had passed since, since he was up here, and there it was with a band on and everything, and it was this little short, fat cigar, and I said, yeah, it looks familiar, and he says, what do you think of it? I said, I think it's really good because I came up with this, <laughs> and he said, I know you did. He said, uh, I thought of taking something like this and going national with it. And uh, how long have you been doing it? Now he's starting to ask questions about it that he never asked. He just took the cigar and that was it. And I said, yeah, I just do it for the store and all that stuff. He says, I would like to actually have this as a brand, go with it national, do some big launch with it and all that. But it's yours. And I want your, you know, what do you want for the idea? Or uh, will you give me the blessing to do it because I don't want any trouble? And I said, I appreciate you saying that. And uh, he says, light it up, see what you think of it. And honestly, it was a better product than uh, I had. And uh, But it was the same. It was the same exact thing. And uh, I said, boy, it's smooth. It's nice, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he's explaining the different ideas. You know the numbers on the side of it? Yeah, that's how long it burns. How right? long it burns. <clears throat> and he says, yeah, we tested how long each one burns to a certain thing. And, you know, this is uh, 60. That's minutes. a little fact, too, that gets glossed over <clears throat> by people because it, I don't think anyone cares. Yeah. But it, it was something that was important to them because at the time you didn't have these short, fat format cigars. Yeah. 
and we went over this whole idea of how it's going to be launched and what he's going to do. And you know that if you ever see the the big uh, statue they have at it, yep. tr- uh, true story. I've done where, it. Where the cigar stays up on the ash again. It, it's it's packed full of how it is. The ash stays on it. It, it makes sense that it does that. And he says, "Hey, check this out." And I'm like, "Yeah," uh, because it's so thick, um, dense, packed full. Yeah, like you, you didn't even think it was going to draw, and it draws because it's it's so. There's got to be some chambers that are working through it. So uh, I said, "Well, very, very nice of you to even ask me." I said, "A, a lot of my stuff is just taken, stolen, and uh, made as their own." I said, "But uh, here's what I'm looking for." I said, "I want a standing discount." On the product, I'll be your best customer. I'll be a, a standing discount because I'll stop doing mine. Um, standing discount on it, and when the launch happens, I want it to be launched with me. So he says, "We're gonna get this vehicle, and we're gonna nub it out. You know, make it look like the nub brand that it ends up, which was a nub, lot of a lot nub, of better name. Better nub's name a better name, and, and a lot of a lot of terminology like nub it out it came out of that conversation. Yes. So it means Ed Sullivan to put a lot of the name nub on something. That's when you nub a car. It's not like rub it out. It's right. It's a different thing. Yeah. Right. So they had this little white car. They did uh, all the um, stickers on it, but that was his early days of wrapping, yeah, right? High end wrapping. And then they ended up having a trailer that attached to this little car hmm. that they could put the stuff in, and they're going to get somebody uh, who later turned into Sam Lucia, who was a re- working in a retail <laughs> store and wanted to do this. And this is what we're going to do, and we'll have it up at your store first, and it will be the the um, worldwide launch of this thing. You'll get a continuing discount on it, and uh, let's do this thing. Hmm. I said, okay, and it, he certainly did it way better than I had ever done anything before or, or gone national with anything. And... I was somewhat jealous, to be honest with you, of here I had this product since 1996, and this is 2003 that we have this conversation in, 2004 it gets launched, and by the way, his, the national sales meeting was the next day, so they were going to either train their uh, reps on this product or not, uh, based on the, the night we were having this meeting, and they said, okay, we're going to go with this, and uh I see the thing launched. It gets so much attention. Everybody's carrying it. And here I am. I had it in my hand all those years, and I didn't know what to do with it. And I said, this can't happen again. How much is the name important? Because I guess, Fat Boys is not a bad name, but it doesn't it doesn't resonate with a cigar smoker. Yeah. Right? To say nub, that's a different that's a whole different ballgame. Yep, ne- never thought of it. And believe me, I knew when I did spark plug, it wasn't working. And then Fire Hydrant wasn't working. And believe me, Fire, fire Hydrant came because of there was going to be a firecracker. Mm. So Fire Hydrant, Firecracker, and I was going to kind of blend these two together. But my test market was my store. Right. And at the time, one store. I got one store. I'm test marketing it within the store. And it's just not catching on. Um, later on, after Nub ends up going and Oliva gets sold off to somebody and I lose my... Um, ongoing discount that, that uh, went away because, again, it's a different owner and they don't owe me anything. They bought the company. Uh, I brought back it as a Dos Ombre. Mm-hmm. But this was, lastly, fi- uh, Fat Boy uh, as it went on. Hey, Dave, so- Ted Hughes says you're like the Forrest Gump of the cigar industry. 
always at the center of things. Oh, I yeah. thought he was going to say, you never, you never know what you're going to get with yeah. his coin stories. But <laughs> So the brand goes national. It takes off. I was even thinking while I was doing it, is it a gimmicky thing? Absolutely. And is it going to have long legs and last forever and ever? No. And I remember even cigar manufacturers coming to see me and saying, you carrying that nub thing? And I said, yeah, they don't know the back end story of what's going on. And they go, that's never going to last. Huh? I go, I don't think it's going to be around for 10 years from now. But I said, boy, it's really selling well. And, you know, here it was on my shelf and we would sell five singles a day. And here it is now on the shelf, branded differently, and I'm selling 10 boxes a day. Right. And I'm like, what the hell? Something that I find interesting is he's looking at the firecracker and he's looking at what becomes nub. Why he passes on firecracker has to be a colossal waste of wrapper to have that wick. Because you need a wrapper that would wrap a six-inch cigar. It's a Toro wrapper that's going to go around the firecracker. I just have to imagine that this is why most manufacturers... He never even picked up the firecracker. Yeah, because it, it's nothing. a waste of wrapper. Yeah, I don't know. But he just mm. thought this little fat thing was interesting and went with it. And uh, it, it was really something to see the lost opportunity that I had. Imagine having that in my portfolio at this point and let it go. And from that point on, I said, I'm looking at the firecracker, and I said, I have to go national with this, but I don't have a national company. How, how does a retailer go national with a product? Tough. And you know, then it was, okay, get United Cigar up and going, and this will be part of the portfolio, and have a place for something to end up going, because sitting there and watching what ended up happening with it, I'm like, oh my God, it would have been, that would have, that's it. Uh, Oliva has Oliva, and it has Nub too, but a company could just be Nub. I mean, that's a big enough brand that everybody carries it. I mean, it's an amazing uh, product that it goes, but this is the original one. In the next hour, we're going to light up the nub, the nub, and we'll see the different the differences that ended up happening. But uh, uh, missed opportunity, and uh, but in in fairness to Oliva, it was not stolen from me. It was it was it was asked, and um, actually when there was a uh, uh, issue with uh, Sam Lachia and Oliva, even in the court filings and stuff, they mentioned mm-hmm. where did this come from? Uh, because I guess people were arguing with it, you know. I came up with this, you came up with it, and it was like, no, no, this came up with, with Garofalo, a two-guy smoke shop, and, and this is what ended up happening. So uh, the truth is out anyway. But um, we took, at that point, um, in 2007, Firecracker, and you know not only had regular firecrackers but then we came up with limited releases and you know taking it serious although there's only one size and with nub has all different sizes and stuff maybe that could possibly happen with firecracker looking at it now Oh god i hope not yeah (laughs) um imagine if nub said that no we're just gonna have one nub and they started off with maybe four different nubs and now there's a ton of different ones yeah they have flavored ones yeah Cameroon, Maduro, Connecticut. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff. So maybe there's, maybe there's missing elements there. I don't know. I had I, I learned as as I as I went along with it. But um, Firecracker, we have the new uh, limited release Firecracker coming out June 26th. Uh, Nick Malillo will be on the show. We'll have that with him. And uh, wasting an awful lot of Toro size wrappers on that little nub <laughs> on that little Firecracker. Yeah, yeah. 
So uh, that being said, you know, uh, last week we added a new segment to the show. Yeah. And uh, we got a lot of negative pushback from, first off, it was the first time we did it, so we were a little choppy of, mm-hmm. you, you didn't read the thing I in read advance. it six times. It was just, it was a little wordy for me. I didn't know I could change it, so I right. made some alterations to this so, week. So now we know we're allowed to end up changing it, and we thought the intro was, it was issues with the, with the, um, not only people, but the people that advertise with it. So we cleaned it up, and we're going to throw it on right now to see what you think. So a uh, lot of uh, uh, a finished, cleaned-up version. Let's see how it is now. Cigar Sense offers a variety of resources to help cigar lovers get the most out of fine cigars. It's all about helping you respect your palate. Cigar Sense is an online tasting course. Cigar Sense is a course on cigar tasting, which develops your sensory skills. You will learn to identify aromas, tastes, and palate sensations. You will learn to describe the flavors while appreciating what you're experiencing as you smoke. Visit CigarSense.com and start your sensory adventure. Here's today's Cigar Sense tip. Do you experience flavors that you don't like in cigars? Sometimes this is because the factory is not properly aging the tobacco, but it also can be specific tobaccos that you may not care for. It's time to respect your palate enough to learn the difference. And for a much deeper understanding, appreciation, and experience when you smoke, please visit CigarSense.com and sign up for their course, Respect Your Palate. Respect Your Palate. And we go through this all the time. Yes, we, we do. We, we test these things, and, and we're starting to see a little of that coming in where uh, tobacco is not being aged. Is starting to, things are coming in a little... A little young. Yeah. A little By the way, that ad is much better. Yeah. Okay. Music's better. I didn't fall asleep. And mm. and by the way, the girl that is doing the sound on there, her name is Chrissy, and somebody said with the fake accent, that is her <laughs> accent. That's how she talks because she's from Australia. So it's not a fake accent. Yes, does she have an accent? Yes. Unlike us that we have no accent at all. Right. Um, she actually has That's an accent. That's an accent, yeah. And and don't hate her for it because she has an accent and we have the perfect Queen's English (laughs) the way we have it. So here we are, 20 minutes into the cigar, Um, quarter of it burned. Yeah. We're going to get an hour out of this, right? Yeah. No problem. Should have no problem. No problem. A four-inch cigar, buy the bundle at $3 a piece. Talking value, value, value. Uh, Even if you buy a single, it's $3.99. I mean, it's unheard of. How do they do it? Volume? Smaller leaves. Hmm. Smaller leaves. There's times in my life when I absolutely <laughs> hate my job, and it's when you say stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's from the, the midget plant, the midget tobacco plant. No, but when, you, when you're trimming a different one, you can you, you could possibly make, you got enough wrapper left on that leaf to be able to make a four-inch cigar. So I'm smoking leftovers right now? Is that what you're saying? Well, the piece that is leftover from they made a big one. They, they cut that. Uh, what do they call that piece out? The um, I have no idea what you're talking about, buddy. You get the wrapper leaf. Right. Now you're cutting the, the piece out that you're going to use as a wrapper. It's called the wrapper. No, it's the sirloin or something like that. I think mm. it is. Filet mignon? Not the filet mignon. I think it's a sirloin. My brain hurts so much right now. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard whatever the term is that you're trying to describe, so I okay, I can't help you. All I right. want to. All right. I'm picking up a little floral component on this, uh, as well as some cinnamon. In fact, if the band wasn't on it, it's floral enough that I would guess that there's Cuban tobacco in it. 
There isn't. I'm sure there isn't. <laughs> vanilla? Vanilla? You got a little vanilla, a little honey, some wheat. Wheat. I think Barry's more on it. Mm-hmm. No. Although I got to mm-hmm. give you the Smarties when you <laughs> after you said it, it was there. Which is, was it? That's the pink, in the, was it the pink one though, or I don't know yeah, what color. So it was. One with the pinkish hue. Yeah, <laughs> there's a hue. There was a there's hue. hue. There was a hue. All right, this is the Dos Armory Dominican four by sixty, and it doesn't. There is no nub word name to it, or there is no size name be, besides the four by sixty. Uh, it's not the spark plug of it or the fat boy of it. It's just the, the size. The channel had a suggestion of chub. <laughs> For some reason, why do I think there was a chub? knockoff of the which is very interesting when nub did come out and it went national a lot of people ripped it off and it didn't hurt me as bad like when they ripped me off and and i get mad about it but they were ripping them off well they were ripping me off too but it yeah it didn't bother me as much and and i hope that the new owners of oliva don't look at this which came out a lot of years ago as this but was the original one. If they're listening, they know this is the original, so I'm not ripping you off. Mm-hmm. This is... It's the OG. Yeah, this is it. Okay, let's take a break. When we come back, there are a lot of gimmicks in the cigar industry. Some make money, some lose money, some survive. We'll go through some of them. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. 
So when I heard his brand Kristoff was pissed off, I was surprised. Kristoff cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Kristoff is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. Sono Michael Cappellini dal Toscano Cigars e stai ascoltando al Cigar Authority sul United Podcast Network. Benvenuti a tutti voi. And we are back. We're smoking the Doss Armory Dominican 4-inch by 60. If it looks familiar, if it looks like the nub type of cigar, it certainly is. Um, and uh, I thought it was a gimmick. It's a gimmick that lasted, so I think it's possible that something can be a gimmick or be gimmicky and actually survive. It's more like the when you get a tissue, someone might say, hand me a Kleenex. They may be handing you a different brand than yeah. Kleenex, but tissue and Kleenex become synonymous, and I believe that this size has become synonymous with the name Nub. There's a lot of people ah. who have Nub-sized cigars. And they'll come out and say it. It's not a nub, but it's nub-sized. And maybe Ed Sullivan's going to remember the Toro size. I think the Toro size might have came from Tiamo. Oh, that was the name of their because, Toro size, right? Because they had the guy with the bull, mm. Toro, 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 right? El Toro. And they... It's the only one I can remember back in those mm. days that that 6x50 was called a Toro. Then right. everything that size became oh, a Toro. That's interesting. Yeah, because everyone was doing Churchills back then, yeah. not, not Toros. Yeah, yeah. Churchill, it happens to, to Churchill, too, that when somebody did the first Churchill, the size becomes synonymous to that. So even though this is the brand, the size, does anybody call the size of their short, fat cigar? The size nub? No. No. You'd have a lawsuit. Yeah, you'd have a lawsuit. It's trademarked. I don't know if you know that Macanudo was the size of a punch. Really? 
So one of the punch sizes was called Macanudo, and then later a brand comes out of Macanudo, becomes Macanudo from there. So again, there's some there's something with that too. So I don't know, uh, but so you need to just come out with a brand called Toro, and then you're all set. And Toro comes in a robusto. <laughs> it comes in a Toro, which would be the Toro Toro, Toro. and then the Toro Churchill. Okay. Um, so cigar gimmicks. A gimmick is a trick or device intended to attract attention, publicity, or business. So when some people say negatively, oh, that's awful gimmicky, he's trying to create attention. That's why it's gimmicky. Putting a fuse on the end of a cigar does not certainly change the taste profile of the cigar at all. You're cutting it off. It's only a gimmick that's on there to bring attention to it. That was the idea of it. Um, when it came to nub, okay, uh, was there 60 ring gauge cigars or close to it? Yes, there were. But cutting it down to that low size, is that going to attract, attract attention to that cigar? It certainly did. Sure. Well, what's up with that, right? So I'm thinking of some of the people that have done gimmicky things out there. And one of the brands that um, are synonymous to gimmicky to me uh, is Caldwell. They have done lots of these five-pack gimmicky type of things. Lost and uh, found. Lost and found, right? Um, one of the brands they have out there is Backdoor Bambi. Pretty weird, right? <laughs> gimmicky. Who knows about the cigar? I think I know her. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to my circle of friends, uh, yeah, I do know her. Okay. <laughs> Lando Lake. It was almost a buttery type of thing. And it was packaged like, in something that looked like a brick of butter. Right. Uh, they actually had one brand, one of their lines, and these are ones and dones, I believe, uh, called gimmicks. Come right out and say it and show them your warts, right? If this is what you're doing, yeah. Is Firecracker a gimmicky cigar? Absolutely. It's there to attract attention and hopefully publicity and hopefully business. That's the right. idea of what a gimmick is all about. I'll go uh, and say the Monster Series by Tatuaje, gimmicky. Mm -hmm. Huge. You know, it's just a gimmick. Mm -hmm. And is the cigar good? That's up to the uh, the person. A different one comes out and, you know, uh, will make the, the foot rough looking or something. Mm -hmm. when, when people do that, that's a gimmick that, that's added right. to it. Um, yeah, nothing we, wrong with it. We just did an episode on the ash holes, and the featured cigar was the Leaf by Oscar. Yeah. Is, is that that's leaf a gimmick. Going, yeah. Is that... <laughs> Jonathan brought that to me at a trade show. Yep. Day one of a trade show was probably the first hour of the trade mm -hmm. show. He comes over and says, you got to see this. And he goes, look at this. And he takes it out. And I'm all about it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. This he made me go back immediately and double the order. <laughs> yeah. And we still carry it today. Yep. Um, again, with the firecracker, the nub. Um, I thought I'm going to give you some losers uh, that I've done, or maybe I can still go back and bring them back alive. Uh, any Cubans, which was <laughs> certainly gimmicky, it was called Any Cubans. Hey, do you have any Cubans? Yes, I do. Here they are. Ha ha ha. No. It, didn't, it didn't sell, it didn't work, but uh, we did Pie Cigar. We actually did it on the show mm. where um, it was the Pie symbol. Yeah. And uh, we put it in a Launched tin. on March 14th. Yeah, of course. Pie Day, all that. Cigar Bar, uh, got in some serious trouble over that, but mm. you'll see that come alive again. But the Cigar Bar was three cigars, box press cigars, in a silver foil with a wrap around it that looked mm -hmm. like a candy bar. But We can't, I, uh, for legal reasons, say the name of the candle 
the candy bar, but it rhymes with schmercy. Yes. <laughs> and um, you should have framed that letter, that cease and desist. I have it. I have it. But um, they were nice enough to back off if, if I backed off, which I did immediately. Um, font, color, you know, all these oh, different yeah, things. Oh, yeah, they nailed you. Yeah. It was uh, Backdoor Bambi's favorite cigar. It was. Okay. <laughs> remember Great Something White? Something wrong with you. Do you remember yeah. Great White? Ed Sullivan, you remember Great White? I don't. You launched that during Shock Week. I did. Yeah. So the it, the band was a fin. It was not the, on the band, but it was folded so that the fin actually came off. It was the worst. It was the worst looking cigar I ever. Mean, but the band was great as a little nub tool built into the cigar. You could hold, hold onto the band and smoke it down. Somebody could do something with that. That would, you know, I, I try these things, but it, like I can take it. Take it to a certain point, and I'm not good at. You could launch it at this point on. Yeah. Well, I mean, we certainly have a platform. You could relaunch Great White, and it, it, it may do something. Pie, I don't think so, but yeah, Great White. That was a. It was a good cigar, and the the band did act as a. Nut it was tool. a torpedo. It looked yeah. like a little shock thing. Huh. Shock week. Yeah, you don't seem opposed to gimmicks. Is I love them. He picks the dumbest shit and then just runs with it. Well. And the second he says it to me, I'm like, yeah, that's stupid. He goes, well, I already ordered a 1,000 of them, so, so they're you, coming. So you weren't big on Zing? Nope. Zing was another <laughs> good one. He was huge on Zing. Nope. Wasn't Zing your idea? Terrible. So Zing Terrible. was Chinese lettering on it, and when you take the band off, there was a fortune, like a fortune cookie on the <laughs> right. other side. But it, was, Which it wasn't was copied good. by somebody it else. It was all copied after. All it these was, things have been copied. The, the Zing wasn't normal fortunes like... Friggin' it was shit like don't eat yellow snow and don't go to bed with an itchy bum or you'll wake up with a smelly finger. It was all that kind of shit. It was fun. It was fun stuff. And like I, I can come up with these things, but I can't make them go national. And I, and I think been, if you put a little bit more time into the fortune, you know, really gave people some good advice. And and here's the thing. When, when it starts getting some legs on it, that's when I get ripped off. That's what the problem is. So you got to come out like Nub did, and you got to come out strong. Like you went you know, as hokey as possible with that too. You had nunchuck size. Yes, <laughs> terrible. Now, in case you don't recall, Dave uh, Barry gave that a ninety. The zing, the cigar was good. Yeah, the cigar was good. That was made by um, Gran Habano. Gran Habano. Yeah. yeah, it was a good, good cigar. San Andreas wrapper. Yeah, I tried. Very licoricey on the cold draw. I remember. Mm. Um. Napoleon's Dream. Oh, yeah. That was another one where I tried to infuse a cigar. This is before there's any infused cigars. There's no flavored cigars. There's no nothing out then. But I would lock them by created the cigar jar. If you see those jars mm -hmm. with the humidifier puck in it, that was me too. So I come out with that. And instead of filling the humidifier with water, I filled it with rum, cognac, different things like that. Yeah. I would put the cigar in there for a month or so. Take it out, let it dry up a little bit, and it was ready. And uh, we sold thousands and thousands of those things. We had tried it with some smaller sizes of plus 90 and did um, coffee. an attempt at coffee infusion. An abysmal failure, but yeah. that was a gimmick. I Listen, mean, yeah. I tried the coffee thing so many times. Mm. I filled humidifiers, <laughs> powered humidifiers up with coffee, and there'd be sludge at the bottom of it. <laughs> I did it with ground coffee. I did it with the thing is the coffee absorbed the flavor. Right, you the end opposite up with happened. you end up with cigar flavored coffee. Yes, <laughs> it's disgusting. It wouldn't go the other way around. Um, somebody who did it took 
uh, the flavor of, of an alcohol, not the existing real flavor of the alcohol. And that was the answer to actually do it fake. Kahlua. Mm-hmm. And Kahlua allowed the license to be used by Drew Estate, and they actually got a flavoring that would taste Kahlua-ish, but it wasn't the Kahlua itself because it doesn't work that way. Right. You needed a food scientist to correct, help you. Correct, correct. Uh, Lars Teton, this is before acid mm-hmm. came out, Lars Teton takes oils and infuses, or he had a different word for it, or wh- however, um, his way of getting it in, which later uh, turned into Drew, Drew Estate, actually mm-hmm. doing pretty much the same thing uh, Lars Teton was doing later on. Drew Estate doesn't even do it the same way it, it originally happened. I think it was a long process, and for them to make millions of cigars like they do, that process... Doesn't work the same way it did before, but then again, nobody knows how that process is. They still keep that secret. Under lock and key. Yeah. Somebody does know, which is Nick Melillo. You can ask him when he's on the show. I have asked him. He never told me, but then he came out with a product that was very much mm-hmm. like that. The Upsetters. The Upsetters. And um, he said he went back to the old way. Because his production obviously mm-hmm. isn't anything near near where acid is. Um, Viaje. Viaje was an interesting thing. We, we attempted to try to carry this brand for a little while, and we had to give up on it because you auto, the way it worked was an automatic um, renewal. Mm. The new thing comes out, you automatically have to take as many as we send you. And there, w- there was, unfortunately, more losers than there was winners. Right. And when it comes to cigars, you cannot bat 300 mm-hmm. in the cigar industry. You have to bat better than 800 yeah. in order for it to be profitable for you. But some weird stuff they came out with is zombie, zombie. The zombie ends up taking off. Then they have the zombie antidote, which mm-hmm. is the next step up, which is great. Skull and Bones, Bruce Banner, Hulk, um, Thanksgiving Leftovers. Fat Purple, Jalapeno, uh, Carolina Reaper, Ghost Rider, Zen, which was close to Zing, uh, TNT, which was a complete ripoff of the Firecracker, um, Holiday Yellow Cake, it went on and on and mm-hmm. on of these. Maybe, Barry, you, you were into it in those days. I mean, I back I, I, I remember there were more failures than successes, and it turned me off to the brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about for uh, gimmick, the... Cigar bitch, because we had talked about cigar bitch uh, last week or the week before. Uh, There's a bunch of different ways of punching the end of your cigar, and they all end up centered around different configurations of nails. Yes. I've seen them three in a row. I've seen 12 different nails, and you're supposed to pierce the cigar, and it's supposed to give you a good draw. It never gives you a good draw. You build up tar on those little points. It's, It's terrible. Yes, yes. All to avoid getting tobacco in your oh, mouth, which think, is going to happen because it's a cigar. Think about all the different holders to hold a cigar when you're golfing. There's been a million mm. of those, too. You can even say 7x70 seven was a gimmick that stuck. It stuck. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I, I got a lot more, but uh, let's take a peek into the asylum right now from Speaking our friends of at... 70 ring gauge. There we go. From yeah, it's called a Segway. Segway. Mm. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 
8 inch by 80. Asylum cigars. <laughs> <laughs> Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. A comedian in Brazil, Luis Ribeiro de Andre, was filming a promotional video while dressed as Superman, pretending to stop a bus when the bus's brakes failed. The comedian uh, miraculously escaped unhurt, leading him to joke that he was made of steel, and that's why the bus had no effect in him. In reality, though, Superman wears his underwear on the outside, so how smart can he be? And that's not only insane, it's asylum. There we go. Bus hit him at 30 miles an hour. Nice. <laughs> no scratches. Ow. It's made of steel. Did he fall down and go under it? Under it. Yeah. Jonathan, how much would it take for you to get hit by a bus at 30 miles per hour? What's the number? Uh, It's going to start with five zeros, maybe six zeros. All right. We're not interested. I got hit by a car. Really? Yeah. So did I. Yeah? Yeah, It broke my uh, tibia, fibia. One of those bones in my leg. I broke everything. I broke two arms and one leg. No, I broke two legs and one arm. Mm. And then they brought me to the hospital, Mm. and they had to reset the bones, Mm. and they reset the wrong arm. So I ended up with two (laughs) arms and two legs. True story. And this is 1965. Nobody got sued. I didn't get any money out of it or anything. I got a lot of pain six months in the hospital. In kindergarten, I was in a wheelchair. Really? Yeah. True story. True story. Glad I didn't what go What you end up learning on here? Did you uh, end up with an electronic wheelchair at least? Where you could nope. nope. <laughs> How the hell no, did you wheel yourself? There was no uh, electronic wheelchair. I, I got pushed around and I got brought to school <laughs> in the wheelchair. And Oh, the itching it. alone. Yeah. And you just had to stay wherever they put you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing if you got an itchy back. Mark, can you come scratch my back? But what happens if... So uh, coat hangers... I'd get a coat hanger and put the coat hanger yep. and scratch inside my leg. And my mother would say, put cotton ball on the end of the mm. coat hanger so you don't cut yourself too much. So I put the cotton ball, you pull it out, and the cotton ball's gone. <laughs> and when they cut the cast off, it was full of cotton balls. <laughs> and my legs were hairy. Huh. At five years old, I had hairy legs from being locked inside the huh. thing. Start gonna... shaving at that point? No. Right. no. <laughs> Just let it go? I let it go. I had a scar. I mean, it's still there, very, very faint now, but I had a scar from the coat hanger. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, more gimmicks. Uh, LFD chisel. Yeah. Now, that was a gimmick, mm-hmm. right? And it stuck. And it stayed, and they trademarked it. So he thought he really had something there and said, okay, I'm not going to let somebody else do this, which is what I should be doing when I do these things, but uh, again, I have more losers than winners by far. You'd have a lot of trademarks on right. your hands. And a lot of money. LFD football cigars, putting the football on it and stuff. Yeah. I've seen rip-offs of it, um, but um, right. gimmicky, right? Drew Estate had that egg. Egg, yes. Oh, that cigar was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Recluse Sidewinder. Yep. So do you remember that one? No. You pop the top, you squeeze the head oh, of the thing right. in the little top because it, it was, was already pre-cut, and then the wrapper went over it, and all you had to do was squeeze the side of it, boom, and there you go. That was gimmicky, but it was a little, a little too close to the chisel. I think they stopped making it. it yeah, was chisel-like, but it really worked out well. And you would think uh, I want to sell cutters also, but uh, it was good. I like, I, I liked it each time I ended up doing it. Um, the 7x70, yes, it's gimmicky. 
Um, you know they're coming out with a nine by ninety. Yeah, we talked about Tom that. said that on the uh, after show last week. Yeah, but uh, Asylum Ogre, another gimmick, mm, another for gimmick, sure, yep. right? Candela Stripe, Candela yeah. and Maduro Stripes, a guy. You got to be kidding me, right? And what they sell, that? you can't even. But get that's it. yeah, that's a that's a gimmick that kind of brings them to the game when someone's looking around the store. I oh, I got to try this. Does it? Does it bring attention to the brand, which is what gimmicks are all about, mm-hmm. right? Attract attention, publicity. In business that comes out of it, yes, that's what and ends it's up a, happening. And it's a good cigar, which we're going to talk about in the after show, what causes brand loyalty so that the gimmick brings the, the customer to the cigar. They smoke the cigar. They like it. Yeah. They continue coming back. Uh, Roma Craft came out with the FEMA. Uh, 144 ring gauge cigar. And you know it off the top of your head of what, yeah. what it is. And-, and it wasn't supposed to be smoked. It was a conversation piece that was supposed to sit at the register. And uh, somebody reviewed it, gave it like a 28, and Skip <laughs> lost his mind because it wasn't was, meant to be smoked. Yeah, but it, it was gimmick, and it was there for a reason, and mm. it brought attention to it. And I don't know if I knew Roma Craft Cigars before then, really. Mm. you know. But it was enough attention to say, okay, what's up with this company doing it? I like gimmicks. I think it's, it's an mm. awesome thing. Uh, Pappy Van Winkle. Yep. Gimmicky thing, right? Pappy yeah, Van Winkle. Yeah, with the Pappy, Pappy... Hard to get. Has Gimmick. nothing has nothing to do with the alcohol itself. No. Right? There's no alcohol in the in the cigar. No, but I think they were aged in the barrels used for a Pappy Van yeah. Winkle. Gimmick. Um face to face, L F D versus Camacho. You don't remember that? I remember oh, you that. Do. Face yeah. off, yep. All right. That was gimmicky. Uh, I wish it, another company, two companies would do that again. Well, it was interesting. It was, but it will happen again because we're drawing in Fuente. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if that's going to end up being at the trade show this year. Mm-hmm. They've never actually committed to say when they're going to do it. And knowing both companies, it's probably going to be three years from now. Uh, but they can feed off that publicity mm-hmm. that they're getting for it. We're talking about it right now. Yeah. And um, that was a, a lot of the Fuente stuff that it would be years before the cigar would be put out. They talked about uh, Opus X for a couple of years before it came out. Diamond Crown. Look at the Black Diamond. Mm-hmm. That went on for like seven years before yeah. right. it finally came on. So you can hype these things up, uh, which is business. Uh, Dave, Andy Sanchez has a good one. That expensive Gurkha. Yes. Okay. I mean, a lot of the Yeah, they put the most expensive cigar. Nobody ever buys it, but they say, okay, we got a $10,000 cigar. (laughs) They get... They get media attention, not just in the cigar industry when they do that. It's it's national media attention uh, that goes there. Jonathan, do you remember the the Chacon, D-E-C-H-O-N? It was a cigar you ordered that was shaped like a light bulb. Yes, the Bichon. Bichon, okay. (laughs) The Bichon, yeah. It there was a very interesting cigar, right? We ordered a lot of them and never came out. That would have been a way of a cigar smoker being able to smoke a pipe because it tasted like a cigar, but it went in your pipe. Another like cigar that you ordered a lot of that never came out was the football-shaped cigar. Yep. Right. But if you can imagine a light bulb, right, and the, the bottom mm-hmm. part of the light bulb, that's what fit in the, in the pipe. Huh. And then you light the top of the light bulb and you smoke it all and the way through. Big bulb is outside of the pipe. Correct. Huh. Correct. See, they need to hire Pastor Padron as their yes. national spokesman yes. for that. But we bought it. We never smoked it. We saw it at the show and said, "This is interesting." <clears throat> and I don't know if it, you know. I'm not saying we're going to kill it with it. Who knows? But we could certainly sell a couple hundred of them. Yep. 
for people like me that say, I want to at least try it once. One thing I never did was the egg. I actually never smoked it. Yeah, I smoked it when I had my own store, and uh, I probably didn't make it quarter way through. Yeah, but you had to do it, right? Yeah, it was just, it wasn't a clean cigar. Yeah, of course not. Here's an interesting one from Vic Anderson. The American, is that a gimmick? For sure. All American. American tobacco, the (laughs) artwork, the box, everything American made. Yeah, that's a gimmick. And we never have it in stock because it sells out when it comes in, so. Yep. It's working. And it ain't cheap. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, how about limited releases? Would you consider anything that's a limited release a gimmick? For sure. Just make because it's a limited release, it's a gimmick. Yeah, to a degree. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. Seasonal releases? Yep. Yeah, well, you have the Rocky Patel yeah. Winter and Summer. Yeah. That's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. Uh, St. Patrick's Day right. releases. Every green cigar yeah. comes out. Mm-hmm. It's all gimmicky stuff. The stadium series that we're trying to put out mm-hmm. uh is it gimmicky yeah it's gimmick mm-hmm. i mean it was candelas six <laughs> by 60 and seven by 70 candelas they would never sell right but if you can gimmick it up and and make it a certain way you got a gimmick and the biggest gimmick of all that happened i think th- this year's biggest gimmick um was the nft cigar yes <laughs> right this is a cigar that cannot be smoked um it was the atabay black that doesn't exist it's only a picture of what it is, and you buy the picture, and you don't physically get a picture. You get the same picture that's online that's mm-hmm. there. Um, OpenSea.io is where you can find these. Um, and there's one open box, and I believe maybe five singles left in the open box of 25, mm-hmm. which means 20 people bought it already, yep. and maybe 10 boxes. I think that's 10 about full right. boxes. Yep. So the cigar comes out at $50. It's all not Bitcoin, whatever. Ethereum. 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 Uh, $50. To buy that today is now $67.21. And it was a lot more than that yeah, when the price went up. Yeah. You know, it had doubled at one point. So you bought it at $50. It's worth 67 right now. Well, things are only worth what someone else will pay. We'll pay. Absolutely. <laughs> Try getting yours and seeing if you can get 67 for it. Huh. Who knows? Yeah, you because the ones listen. that are available out there are 67. Right. Why would they buy his at 67 if the other one's 50, though? It's not. It's 67. There is no $50 one because the price of Ethereum went up. So so I go to OpenSea right now. $67. And look and cents. see how much it costs. And it says $67. It doesn't say the original 50. Well, Correct. It, it's expressed in Ethereum, whatever it was, 0.024. Because you pay with Ethereum, but Ethereum changes in value relative to the dollar. So, so it's sixty-seven dollars. The, the so everyone that paid fifty is now worth sixty-seven. <laughs> Two so other. What other cigar did you ever buy that's worth more <laughs> than it was when you bought it? Um, none. None. Except for Atabay Black, which is <laughs> NFT, which is you can't even smoke it. And a major gimmick, there's no doubt about it. And all the money goes to charity. Mm. A box, which was a thousand, is worth one thousand three forty four. Made three hundred forty four dollars. Only if, if you can sell it. They're on the market to be sold at thirteen forty four. You can't buy it cheaper. So if somebody wants one, that's <laughs> what they gotta pay. And that's the whole idea of that type of thing. You're gonna run a March Madness sale on it? No, another <laughs> gimmick that you missed, the uh, Calibers. Yeah, the three intertwined cigars together. 
never really took off. No, but no. if you're a cigar smoker and you ever saw one, you had to buy it, right? Yep. And even Davidoff put it out. Right. You know, you're talking about a, a high-end, uh, prestigious brand. It, was a, it, it wasn't too gimmicky for them to end up doing it. And the Contenders Pack is a gimmick to a degree. According to Tom Criswell. Well, I don't see that. It's, We're putting to get out the eight contenders. It, it, it's being it's it's gimmicky because we're letting people vote for it. But it, you created a gimmick that actually has a purpose. Yeah, I don't know if I look at that that so much as is there that it's a marketing. It's marketing, but it's not a gimmick because there's nothing odd with mm-hmm. with that. It, everybody makes uh, samplers. Sampler pack. Mm-hmm. It's a sampler pack, right? Uh, but anyway. Uh, what do you think of Dos Ombre? Four by 60. Uh, yeah. You're down to the nub. I've been talking a lot. but uh, It's nub worthy. <laughs> it's nub worthy, right? Yeah. We got to pick a bun, nub backwards. <laughs> Speaking of, um, Ortsak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a gimmick. Castro spelled back. I own the brand now. I bought it. Never came out with it again, but maybe someday. Mm-hmm. I like gimmicks. I like gimmicks. I like the creativity to it. I like the attention it brings to it. Now, if you can make the gimmick like Nub did and make the cigar good, yep. you, got, you got something. You get some brand loyalty out of it. And we'll get to that uh, when we come back. We're going to take a break. It just doesn't happen in the cigar business. Gimmicks that make a lot of money and some epic failures. We're going to talk about them as we light up a familiar cigar, a little bit smaller, but it's very similar to what we just did. We'll get to the real nub when we get back. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease.
You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine. Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Christian Eiroa from CLE, Asylum, and Eiroa. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back, and we're smoking cigars down to the nub and talking about gimmicks. Welcome back. That was Christian Aroa. He joined us on our little chat on Clubhouse yeah. that we do on Thursday nights. If, you ever, if you're part of Clubhouse, uh, join us most Thursdays at 8 o'clock. We get together and uh, come up with some sort of topic and shoot the shit for an hour. Very, very... Uh, very candid discussion, very yeah. open. It was just yeah. you know, a bunch of guys shooting the shit. Yeah. 
So uh, I, li- I like it. Big I audience this week. Yeah, it's growing. It's mm-hmm. growing up, up there. And if you're not a, uh, I don't know if you got any things left. Yeah, if you're looking for an invite, reach out to me. Send me either a Facebook message or uh, on the MeWe's. Yeah. And uh, I'll ask for your cell phone number because that's how the invite's done. And uh, I'll send you out an invite and like 40 people have my phone number. Yeah. <laughs> and now once you've got an invite, you don't need anything else after that. Uh, but unfortunately, you need these yeah, invite things. Just follow Dave Garofalo because he's the one who sets up the thing. So you'll get the notification that the event's going to be on a certain date at a certain time. Okay. All right, let's get to the next cigar. This looks very familiar to me. It looks like the same cigar we just smoked. Yep, today's second cigar is the Nub Connecticut, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by Oliva Cigars. The size that we're lighting up is the three and three quarters by 58, and it features an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and fillers. It, too, is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single will set you back $719, while a box of 24 is $142.99, which comes out to just five ninety five per cigar. That's a savings of almost $30 or 17% off the box price from TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from the brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Okay, so seven nineteen for the one that says Nub, three ninety nine for the one that says Dos Ombre. Dos Ombre. Uh, and by the way, the Dos Ombre one, is four inches. This is three and three quarters. Mm-hmm. And the Dos Ombre one is a 60. This is a 58. So this is a little bit smaller, a little bit thinner, um, and a little bit more money. Yeah. You're paying for the advertising dollars. And they do certainly do it. That's mm-hmm. how it got so popular. So maybe that is what I'm missing. Just as packed. Take the, spend the money. Because that's what it takes mm-hmm. to go to make it big like this. I mean, do you want to spend a million dollars or do you want to buy another store? In that's- order for me to spend a million dollars, though, I have to raise the price from three ninety nine to seven nineteen. Mm-hmm. So with that extra three bucks, Jesus, almost double. Yeah, I was thinking of it as a little bit more. It's almost double. Mm-hmm. So where's the rest of the money going? In advertising promotion. All that, so you got to pay. You got to pay for it. Because pay to play. I, I think we're going to have a very similar product here. Let's see. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Rhubarb on the cold drawer. I'll tell you, the wrapper is nicer than the Dos Ombre wrapper. Yeah. It's got a nicer sheen to it and more even color. Nothing wrong with what we had on the Dos Ombre, but uh, more golden color. But maybe part of that is because of the golden color of the band itself. Mm. A little lemongrass. I'm with you. There's a tartness. You could go either way on that. Mm. When I typically taste- Let it be known, June 12th, Jonathan agreed with me. Mm. Yeah. Got to put that in the calendar. Here we go. We're going to light our cigar today with the Drone by Vertigo. This is a single action lighter with two jets, both jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. At the bottom, you get a flip-out bullet punch, an easy adjustment, and also a fuel window, all for the low price of $19.99. That is the Drone by Vertigo. Is today the Juneteenth day? Or no, that's next Saturday, June 19th. Oh, 19th. 
I don't, I don't know exactly what that means yet, but... It was the emancipation of slaves. Okay. And I only know because I looked it up yesterday. Really? Okay. (laughs) All right, so let's uh, continue on to gimmicks, but not necessarily in the cigar industry. Uh, Gimmicks, some of them that work for a while. Um, There was a sauce stand. So you'd get, say, your ketchup or any sauces or something. You'd snap this thing on, you'd tip it upside down, and it would stand on it. Therefore, when you take the top off, you didn't have to shake it to get the, mm. the thing down or stand. Uh, pretty big until that product comes out, and then the, the uh, condiments company says, let's stop making the bottle upside down and just put mm-hmm. a bigger base to it, put them out of business. Interesting. Um, There's, there was something called Nerd Wax, and Nerd Wax went onto your glasses. You'd put this little wax on there, and it mm. would make it so that your glasses wouldn't slide down. It would also stop your nose from sweating, I bet. Really? <laughs> Clog the pores up, you end up with zits. So then they came out with contact lenses, and that was the end of that. Uh, selfie sticks. <laughs> Dave loves his selfie stick. He still. loves his selfie stick. <laughs> He's very proud of it. But now you can zoom out and zoom in, and people don't need to have the stick, right? Or, or what are, Cameras have gotten way yeah. better. Yeah. Um, Beanie Babies, that was a gimmicky type mm-hmm. thing. Uh, talk about uh, making money. Well, These things sold well, for $5 a piece. They sold a billion units. What, what about Pet Rocks? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, some guy has a million-dollar homepage. You ever hear of this? He sells space on his homepage of his website. 21-year-old college kid. He put little pixels on there, and if you wanted to advertise on one of the pixels on his homepage, uh, they're a dollar a piece. Hmm. And he made a million dollars. Nice. So I like it. It's entrepreneur. It's creativity. It's gimmicky as hell, but so what? Um. How do you not get the dollar back? I mean, uh, it just takes one click, and then you're there, right? He's got a million of them, but... Yeah, there's a million of them, and I don't know. Um, You ever wrap a blanket around you? Yeah. Somebody said, okay, I'm going to do that, but I'm going to create a product where the blanket actually is wrapped around me. Snuggies. Brilliant. 2008. You could also wear... 30 million of them. Bathrobe. Yeah. It does the same thing. But 30 million... And he has over $500 million. You wear a bathrobe? Yes. I like a bathrobe. Every day. Yeah. I get up in the morning, put the Mm. bathrobe on, go down, have a cup of coffee. Feel snuggled? Yeah, I'm good. You don't have a Snuggie? Even in the... I think I got one one year. I never used it, but I Mm. think I got one. And and that was one of those gifty items that you get people. Maybe they never use it. It doesn't matter. Now, in that vein, you got the Dr. Denton's. In, in your full-piece pajamas, so you don't have to take the pajamas off when it's cold out. You just flap the little thing in the back. And yeah. You do pajamas? I don't like pajamas. I, I sleep in the nude. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Can't get that out Can't, of my head. No. Uh, the Slinky. The Slinky, this guy. That wasn't a gimmick. That was a wonderful toy. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful, wonderful toy. Uh, Richard James, he dropped a tension spring, and the tension spring flipped and he said oh my god the the brand was made 
Uh, he's in the Toy Hall of Fame with over $350 million sold and $3 billion mm. from seeing something like this. Um, Dave? Yeah, what about your Floby? Floby's a good one. <laughs> and Jim Collison. Gimmicky, really works, still Jim, sells. Jim Collison <laughs> says the cowbell's a gimmick. It's not a gimmick. <laughs> Why is Jim Collison so against the cowbell all the time? Uh, I don't know. And he likes to be referred to as Bruno. <laughs> and that's only because we haven't got a, a sponsor for it yet. He has a coffee cup that's a sponsor. Is that a gimmick? Yeah. Okay. The Pet Rock, 1975, uh. $6 million. Uh, in his pocket in 1975. Yeah, because it didn't cost him anything to make the product. That's right. Furby, remember that? Oh, yeah. Uh, that was uh, the owl-looking uh, electronic toy. The Teddy Ruxpin. You got the little cassette tape you put in the back, and its mouth moves <laughs> while it's telling you the story. Koosh ball. Oh, yeah. That started off really as a um, a tool for people that worked with kids that to get their... Uh, tactile and the catching and oh, really? okay. pain-free Rubbery way of... ball with fibers all over it. Um, $100 million in 1997. Time mm. Magazine names it one of the greatest toys of all time. Mm. Crazy. Please. Big Mouth Billy Bass. Oh, yeah. That was big. Do you know what that is? Is that the fish that turns his head and talks to you? Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid? How stupid was it? Uh, in 2000, it made millions. Uh, the revenue never disclosed, but some estimate it as the decade's best gag gift at $100 million. Hmm. Gag gifts. So some of these things, you know, you got to get somebody something and they never buy it themselves. And, and maybe that's with a cigar, too. That's uh, Some crazy cigar comes out and you say, oh, let me get one of these for my buddy. He'll find this funny, you know. A little shock fin on the end of a cigar, or, or a little shot. Nine by ninety, something yeah. like that. He's yeah. a cigar smoker. Let me get it for him. Who knows? I'm going to buy Barry a personal massager, you know, so he can work his tension out. In 1985, with a happy ending. The wacky wall walker. You threw this thing, an eight-legged oh, yeah. thing, against the wall, and a walk down the egg. And walk down. Millions, yeah. millions were sold. Millions. Mm. Um, this is just some. Of them, I got more. Oh, great. Because <laughs> that, that didn't completely tank the show. Let's get to the VS. And that's the poll of the week, Barry. Yeah, it's brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. VS means versus. And uh, it's the poll question of the week. Uh, this week's question came from Dave's List. And uh, if age is only a state of mind, what category best describes your state of mind right now? So why did you premise this by this came, came from Dave? Because you're not happy with no, it. No, because <laughs> I, the first question got beat up big time on MeWe's. All right. And, uh, the, all the new segments. They want the Barry spin on it. And right. I shot one of those questions oh, at you yesterday, and you were like, hard. oh, you can't do that. So, by the way... <laughs> Anytime we add something new, people hate it. They don't yeah. want change, and then they get used but they to it. But they asked want for the change. They asked for the change, and then mm. they hate that we changed it. So it's just weird. But So the four options were Cheeky Child, Tormented Teenager, Mad Midlifer, or Groovy Grandparent. Dave's mm. Mad Midlifer. No, Dave's a groovy grandparent now. Mm. Every time he speaks about his grandson, his eyes light up. He's, smi he's smiling right now. I like him. <laughs> Medora Dave is gone. No, Gone. He never existed. <laughs> Jonathan's the mad midlifer. Yes. I'm yes, the mad midlifer. I'm not no, even at my midlife I yet. I don't even know what uh, What would you consider yourself, Ed Sullivan. I'm nothing. I'm nothing. ageless. He's not a grandparent yet, but no. he will be, and he will be 
Groovy. Well, Groovy. 56% of our listeners identified with the mad midlifer mm-hmm. and having to deal with a I lot of you on that. the phone. I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's I, pick, angry right you pick now. On, you pick on your customers too much, Barry. <clears throat> Be nice to them. And now you'll put a new one up. It's up there now. Okay. Uh, it's a two-choice question. It's kind of based with something going on in the news right now, but I'd uh, love for you to chime in, and right. next week we'll reveal the question y- and Are we the getting answers. enough response on this? People, y- yes. Know? Yes? Yes. All right, so they're going to the cigarauthority.com. So they hate is. the segment, but they're but, going but in. They're still going, <laughs> yes. All right. It'll get better. You go to the cigarauthority.com on the right-hand side, and you'll see the versus question of the week. Vote now. Click that. Give us your vote, and we'll share what I, you think. I literally almost never see any of this negativity that you're talking about on me. We Everybody seems so po- positive all the time. Hmm. All right. Upcoming shows we have coming on next week. We have John Soccer and Steve Soccer, um, father and son. We've been doing this for a while uh, each year, bringing a father and son team on. We'll talk to John Saka and maybe Stefan Saka, if he's here too, the other hmm. brother, not in the cigar industry. We'll get some... Questions and answers answered by them before we bring the father on. Because right. We want to know what kind of dad Steve was. Yeah, I want to know. Or is, right? Was? I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's probably done with them at this point. Yeah, we'll see. We'll get some information. The following week, Nick Melillo will join us with the launch of the 2021 Firecracker. And um, moving into July, a little heads up, 12 ways to spot a fake Cuban cigar. Mm. We'll get into that, talk about fake Cuban cigars. So uh, with that, we have the question. The email of the week, week. and this is the St. Louis Ray email of the week. And that's brought to you by St. Louis Ray Cigars. And this week's prize is a canvas bag, a bottle opener, and a flask. Let me say a little something about all of this. I have all three of them. (laughs) They came in the mail. So he probably did this they because... They just send them to you Because you've been bitching about all the, the I don't box know, glasses but that I you didn't have. have. It. The, it's not just a canvas bag. It's a canvas bag and backpack. So it's a bag. Uh, it looks like a bag, but it has the thing on the backpack, the too. And it's leather around the end. It's unbelievable. As unbelievable as that is, is the bottle opener that's an anchor and heavy metal, really nice quality, um, in a nice box. I mean, fantastic. And the flask, Barry, very interesting. Mm. It's got that top holder thing that is the cup. Yes, could be used as a shot glass. Yeah. I've already done it. Oh, you haven't? (laughs) Yes, I have me one as well. Okay. (laughs) What the hell? I don't get any cool stuff? Nothing, nothing. Uh, I, I'm willing to give you the shot glass because I don't have that problem. Uh, but Barry's already using it. And inside, it's a, it's a bag that's inside. So the thing is flat that you could actually have it in your back pocket. You know, it's not thick at all because it's, it's a bag that's inside with the plastic end to it and the, and the metal holder. Huh. It's an awesome prize. The whole collection is awesome. Now, Just a heads up. Here's some breaking news. Andy Sanchez says prior to Steve... Joining us on the show, he'll be testing the brulee with a glucose meter. Ah, so we need to great. know. Yes, the get us that information, that. and we'll. Uh, and, and if you have any them. any questions you want Steve's sons to answer, mm-hmm. you'll help us out by sending it to Barry. And uh, was yeah, he always a dick, or you know, do you know the time that he changed over? Mm. Might be some better questions than that, but uh, <laughs> following message was submitted through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. And this is Scott writing to us with respect to mouth burns. Just don't put the lid in your mouth, you'll be all set. We tell you every week. Hey gang, 
So I smoke about three cigars a day, and recently, after the third smoke, my lips on the inside are getting burned. Never had this happen before until recently. Is this normal? Am I puffing too hard? Any suggestions? Wow, never it heard feels of like I kissed mm. Barry and Mr. J at the same time. Thanks, guys. Love you. It's the gift that keeps on giving. You might want to see a doctor about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I uh, did a little bit of going back and forth with Scott, and it turns out he is not using a straight cut. Because I certainly smoke more than three cigars a day, and I don't have that issue. But I don't bullet punch. I don't really V-cut. I go straight cut. And he switched it up, and it fixed it. So, Like pipe smokers get tongue burn. Mm-hmm. Right. So well, tongue bite. Yeah. Tongue bite, it's they call concentrating it. He's getting, a, he's getting lip bite spot. Yeah. inside. Because I'm thinking maybe it's smoking down way too low. You mm. know, nubbing the thing. When I say nub, I mean really <laughs> taking it down to the very end. Uh I don't know. In, in, interesting, but uh, but you fixed it, Jonathan. Do you think you fixed it? I think I fixed it. All right, all right. So he can't win. He's, he's already he's already <laughs> he's got his win. He's already got his win. <clears throat> so let's get to more uh, gimmicks. Chia pet is something that's been around forever and ever. I don't think it sells all year round except well, for Christmas, Christmas. time. Yeah. I had to buy one at one point because a guy I worked with was getting the Doctor Leonard hair transplant. So I bought a Chia Pet to have a race to see whether the Chia Pet would grow more than his hair transplant. Did you ever do it? You can grow microgreens on it and then eat them after. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're all set there. It's a good, it's a good gift. They sell 500000 every holiday season. Hmm. Talk about getting into a niche and right. not letting it go. And then they do different configurations right. My, of it. Mine was a Shrek. $16 a piece. They sell 500,000 of them every holiday season. Unbelievable. Do the math on that. I think it's eight, $8 million? No, $500 million. It's $8 billion. Am I doing the math it's, wrong? It's uh, $8 million. $8 million. Okay. Um, smiley face. In 1963, mm. Harvey Ball drew a smiley face outline uh, and filled it in with yellow. And uh, put it on buttons and badges. He makes $250 million a year. That was started by Forrest Gump. Everybody it was knows not. That. It was not. The Magic 8-Ball, mm. since we were little kids, Ed, uh, enormously popular. You'd flip it upside down and it tells you. Well, you got the Ouija board then, too. You got to add yeah. that to the mix. Yeah, it, it, Magic 8-Ball is great for segments. So if we ever need a segment, you just get Give the, the Magic 8-Ball and right. it answers These all the questions. These things are around... 70 years. Yeah. And they, the, the only question Barry's going to ask that is, horrible. is Mr. J gay? And then he's going to hope it says yes. <laughs> well, we know it will say yes because the thing was magic. Hula hoop, invented by Arthur K. Spud Mellon and um, Whammy Products now, they mm-hmm. are. So they come up with that product. Wh- Whammy was the Frisbee too, right? Yeah. Um, or Billy Whammo. Bob Teeth. Yeah. yeah. 1993, it's not that long that that's been out. Uh, well, 18 years, right? Huge. Very gimmicky. You'd think one and done and dead, but it goes on and on and on. Um, there's breakable like this plastic. Segment. Yeah. <laughs> breakable plastic wishbones people are selling now. So a wishbone you would get from mm. the chicken or something, you dry it out and then you do it. So- now they're selling them. It's plastic, and you do the same exact thing. Well, it's probably for the freaks that have tofurkey instead of a real turkey. Yeah, you just right? jam that inside, and can't. then you got the wishbone. Yeah. They won't eat the turkey. Think about selling a product. I think we have the greatest product, cigars. People get them, cut them, and burn them. 
and then they have to rebuy them again. I always thought yeah. retail on on a cigar is unbelievable because it's not like you're going to get a lot of returns. People light them on fire. The wishbone is genius, right? You buy it and to break, break it, it. Yeah. and throw it away and buy it again. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, some guy did Santa's mail. So kids all over the country write letters to Santa. It goes to him now since 2009, and for $10... The parent includes $10 inside there. Santa writes back to them. Mm. Turned into a multi-million dollar business. Here's one you probably owned, the iFart app. Oh, yeah. Still have it. 99 cents. Yeah. Got you it. bought it. Bought it. Had to have it. Had to have it. Guy has farts, a timer. Farts on a recording yep. and sells it for 99 cents. You set it on a timer. You go sneak over and like hide it behind Ross over there, and then 10 seconds later, it erupts. Pump. Absolutely. Excuse me, I had beans for breakfast. No need of that. Ed Ed has it on cue. (laughs) How much do you think the guy makes a year? A million. Two million. Four hundred thousand. All right. Well, it's an app. Yeah. He doesn't even. It does has zero cost to him. Floby, like you mentioned, and that's what I have here on um, the um, gimmicks that worked. But later on, we're going to get to the epic failures. Can't wait. I can't. I can't. Like this segment. (laughs) But Nub, Nub 358. This is the Nub Connecticut 358. smokes slower than the Dos Hombre, but I don't think the flavors are better. It's not the cigar that it was when it came out. Once again, this is my opinion and my opinion only. It's a shell of it once was. I mean, there's a, a buttery component, but there's not much going on, and the drawer is much tougher. As a cigar geek, you jumped on this when it came out? Yeah, it was one of the first events I drove out of my way to go to, and it was Sam Lasia who convinced me yeah. to start a, a cigar blog. Wow. And so you you created Sam Lasia. Sam Lasia created me, and now here we are together Don't on the stage. Don't blame me. Don't blame me. <laughs> it's full it circle. Too, is it too late to perform the abortion? <laughs> the cigar the is burning slower mm-hmm. than the... I got an hour out of the last one anyway we yeah. all did mm-hmm. um there was no number on this one though was there on the, maybe the, the, there's a, the numbers on the, the, on box. the box which they test and mm-hmm. say okay that's going to be an hour and 16 i believe for this size it's 58 okay so we're gonna minutes. Hour. Hour long buttery cigar. there's some pecans but a little spice got a, well got a there's nothing for wrong the first with this one cigar. you had was not the connecticut by the way that's not the first one that came out i don't believe no so the event i went to had the three it had the habano the maduro and the connecticut and then the cameroon okay. came out eventually okay okay and now there's flavored ones there's yeah. all kinds of yeah, different no ones. cafe this is, a, this is a monster brand it's it's unbelievable what they did to it and uh, uh i had it right in my hand and i let it go but anyway let's take a break we come back epic failures in the world of gimmicks, plus two letters in the mailbag and more fun and games. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. This year marks the 25th anniversary of Drew Estate and the rebirth of cigars movement. To celebrate this momentous occasion, the company is inviting you, consumers, retailers, and cigar media to its epic blowout birthday bash entitled DE25. DE25 will be held on September 25th at the South Fork Ranch in Parker, Texas, part of the Dallas-Fort Worth metropolitan area. The DE25 celebration will include the unveiling of Drew Estate's newest brand, 
with a first-to-experience approach for consumers and trade partners together. Buy your tickets today at drewestate.com forward slash DE25. That's drewestate.com forward slash DE25. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Certain general warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Hi, this is Steve Saka from Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Okay, we'll have him on next week with his sons and uh, see what they have to say about him before we get him on the air and get what we can out of him. Um, by the way, the Cigar Journal's Cigar Trophy Awards have begun. You have till June 14th. 
It's only two days from right now that you listen. So Monday is going to be your last day to do this. You can nominate your favorite products. Visit CigarTrophy.com and be a part of this unique uh, process that is is the consumer actually People's deciding who they want to do. Yeah, it's the only uh, prize awarded by the public. If you are, you are the public, get on there. Um, if you are in the cigar industry and you make a profit from it, they actually ask you not to do it. I went on, I filled all the thing out, and at the end it says, do you profit from the cigar industry? If you do, do not do this. So I didn't vote for the first hmm. time. That so, used to not be there. So I don't profit from the cigar industry, right? Not really. You profit from me. Yeah. I'm not the cigar industry. No, not no. the whole industry. No. Just 85% of No, it. it's part of how I get mine, but no, it no. has nothing to do. You can do it. Um, I would say Barry and Jonathan, no. No. You can't do it. You, so they want the consumer really to mm-hmm. do it, although I would be honest and I would put the real thing and not just pick uh, right. things, but... They're figuring some people won't, so they ask you not to do it. I guess they could change their name and do a thing, but just do the right thing, everybody. So epic failures, some of the epic failures. Remember uh, Satis Fries? No. No. Burger King, no. These were uh, 2013. They introduced a healthy alternative to traditional French fries. Oh, boy. They were probably gross. I never had them, but. You've got to be going to the potato chips in there. We We will. I knew it. Um, Cheetos Lip Balm. <laughs> True story. Uh, introduced in 2005, the lip balm tasted mm-hmm. like uh, Cheetos. Did not last. Uh, touch of Yogurt Shampoo. Company was Clarol, which is surprising. 1979 shampoo that was yogurt. Didn't last. <laughs> I Epic think failure. that's what yeah. they yeah. used in something about Mary. Shitty shelf life on that. Yeah. Um, New Coke, 1985. Mm -hmm. Epic failure. Lasted a month, I believe. Uh, Then it went on to Classic Coke, because that was a big mistake. Uh, Colgate introduces in 1982 Frozen Meals. Colgate, the toothpaste company? Yes. (laughs) Did they have toothpaste in the meal? Nope. But the meals were a little too minty. Didn't work. Um, Coors did uh, Coors Beer. They did Rocky Mountain sparkling water. Hmm. Didn't work. Did it have alcohol in it? Nope. There's your problem right there. Holly Holly Davison created a perfume in 1994. <laughs> we got to go, go back to the, the dudes. Got to go back to the to the one you just did with Coors and Rocky Mountain water. Yeah. There's no difference between the two. Right there, bro. Because it's like sex in a canoe. It's close to water as it is. There we go. Okay, because Barry is the liquor authority. It took him a second to come up with that. But liquor authority. He needed that. This is information you could use on the liquor authority. <laughs> if you want to take that, you're welcome to it. Uh, the, the DeLorean. Mm, yeah. The DeLorean. DM12, uh, 1981 sports car. I owned one. Not so sporty. Yeah. No, it was a slug. I like the idea of the gullwing doors. Mm-hmm. So I got it, but... Uh, it had right. no balls In to a it. fast car. So now I have another car that's much faster that has gullwing doors. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, Claire Soda. Remember that was all of yeah, Pepsi, Pepsi yeah. Claire. Yeah. Uh, Pepsi also did another thing that didn't work out. Pepsi AM. It was Pepsi for breakfast mm. for people who don't like coffee. You ever do Pepsi you could just in your drink cereal? Regular no. Pepsi. I've done that with corn pops. Mm. I was much, much younger, but yes. Pepsi in your cereal. Yeah. Why, are you lactate intolerant? No, I just, just did it. It, was it one looks of like you could things. lactate at any moment. <laughs> I remember during the days of um, 
spring break down in uh, Fort Lauderdale, and people would get their cereal and put a beer in, in their cereal oh, yeah. and eat their beer. Gross. Pepsi also did one with vitamins in it. Really? Oh, yeah. It was All vitamin ep- fortified. Epic failures. Lifesaver did cereal. Lifesaver cereal, 1995 soft drink. Talk about breaking your friggin' teeth. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Um, so I believe this is what you were thinking of. Wow chips. Oh, yeah. Frito-Lay introduced it in 1998. It was a snack. Um, PepsiCo, another subsidiary of Frito-Lay, introduced the Wow potato chip. So Pepsi has a lot of balls, right? They try mm-hmm. a lot of shit. That was the one that made you uh, unable to trust a fart. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the chips were made with fat substitute Olestra. 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 Isn't that a, um, like a Viagra product now? All right. There's something similar sounding. So that Alestra was an oil-based type of thing that yeah. would you would leak. Right. Yeah. That one of the things, this disclaimers on the back anal. was may cause anal leakage. Leakage. Right. Correct. <laughs> right on the package. So uh, 1998 was it for that. Uh, I never tried it. No. Oh, I knew people that did. My mother did. And did she have issues? She said, I'm not having this again. So <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't end up saying exactly what happened, right, but, but I get the idea, right? Mm-hmm. Depends. Uh, and I say this because I know you're listening, Ma. Um, green ketchup in 2000, the year 2000, Heinz decided to add unexpected twist to their ketchup for children's attention. Again, gimmicky, try to get attention. And they came up with the easy squirt colored ketchup that came in three main colors, teal, green, and purple. The idea was meant, uh, wasn't meant to last on the market, but after six years, it was discontinued. I'm surprised they got six years out. Yeah. I'm surprised ketchup is still a condiment that's on the market because it's gross. It's a big, big winner. Yeah, especially yeah. Big French winner. fries. Terrible. And the last thing I have here is Thirsty Cat, Thirsty Cat. 1994, bottled water made for cats and dogs launched. The beverage was carbonated, vitamin-enriched, and flavored. The product flopped after consumers realized it was completely unnecessary to give their pets what essentially was soda. Mm -hmm. But these things come out, and I appreciate them taking risks and coming out with it, because the next thing you know, you got the pet rock, or you got... You got something that continues. What I'm hoping we add to that list in the coming year is Beyond Meat. Mm. Yes. Oh, I've had it. It's fantastic. Get out. Of course, you think it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's not good. It's great. You're kidding me. It is great. But it's not good for you. I have no idea. I don't care. It tasted delicious. Look, somebody that's vegan isn't going to go to McDonald's and order a Beyond Meat. I didn't go to McDonald's. I just bought it at the supermarket and cooked it in a frying pan, but it was delicious. And what's it like, hamburger? You would never know the difference. Is it like hamburger? Yeah. It's ground stuff. It's stuff. And what's the stuff? I, Vegetables. I watched a YouTube you video. You won't eat on. a Twinkie and you, and you mm-hmm. eat that shit. It's, it's not it's meat. A, it's it's a science experiment. You ask the dawn. It's time to ask the dawn. Why do you come to me? Why do I deserve this generosity? Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. When when did I ever refuse an accommodation? Don Raphael Cigars are premium cigars. And as a reasonable man, I'm willing to do whatever's necessary to find a peaceful solution to his problem. Mellow and smooth. You can act like a man! What's the matter with you? Built 
for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Raphael Cigars. All I hear is Bane. <laughs> it's what? Bane. The Bane? villain from Batman. Oh, I don't know what that is. This week's Ask the Dawn question is, do I stop when I get to the band? I don't. I don't always. If I'm liking it, sometimes the best part is down towards the end. Right. Yeah, the band is irrelevant. I've stopped well before the band if I'm not enjoying it. Or- you, yeah, you back the- in the day, if you smoked a La Serena where the band was three quarters of the cigar... Right. Yeah, no choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you use the band as the place you hold your cigar? Uh, I try to be near the top of it, yeah. Yeah, I think I split the cigar in half always with my mm. fingers. But as soon as the cigar heats up enough, that's when I remove the band. So I don't even, you know. I don't, I don't take like, the band off early, and I see some yeah. people do it immediately. Yeah, before they light it. That's, that's a, mistake. a mistake. But it, you, you, you can get. Some people like to kiss the band. That means the, the burn line or combustion line ends up touching the band. It's discos it a little bit. Then they take it off. I don't like to go that far, but hmm. it happens. Jonathan, Ted Hughes likes your Bernie Sanders impersonation. Bernie. Thank you very much. <laughs> Free stuff for everybody. Absolutely. Okay, you got an email number two. Email number two comes to us through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And re- Mark writes, and you got to let me get through this All right. without interrupting. All right. <laughs> this one and the next one, maybe. But definitely this one. You only uh, looked at Dave when he said this, so I'm excluded. Yeah. Barry, you just shut the hell up all the time. <laughs> I had a bad experience the other day with a two-guy shipment, and of course, I blame you for. I received the care package box, and I got a strange note saying that I needed to be home to receive the shipment from two guys. How dumb, I told my wife. I got the shipment. Next day, another note. Next day, a final note. Did I read the note any of those days? Hell no. Finally, I remembered I had purchased two of the Romacraft samplers and read the last day note on both sides and drove 30 miles to Milwaukee through construction delays to pick up the package. Oh, I listened, but really didn't listen when you carefully explained the changes in delivery options on the show. How will you ever stay in business with such dumb customers? Signed, Mark. Hmm. So he really doesn't have a complaint. He just he realized and, that and, he wanted to say that. You know what's funny about that? So when you check out on twoguyscigars.com, after you fill in all your information on the right-hand side, you have shipping options. And it flashes. UPS requires signature. UPS requires signature. Underneath it, this is not our policy. Unfortunately, it's UPS. People will call up and say, you should have told me. It couldn't be any more obvious. It's flashing like a marquee. Like every time you get a chance to bitch about your customers, that's what you do. So you're not alone. And I understand it sucks that you have to be home to sign for it. Um, in the future, well, if you, you select don't have, do, USPS, do you have to be home or somebody 21? 21 has yeah, to be home. So pick ship you, it to your work. That's yeah, what I do. Ship it to your work here. or use USPS and... Uh, their delays have gotten much better. You, you print out the label, it says two days. You're getting in in two or three versus two or three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so USPS is back to normal. Having to sign for it sucks, but unfortunately, yeah. it's out of so our control. So listen, here's the options. Mm-hmm. FedEx won't even take the package. Mm-hmm. Never mind deliver the package. They won't even take it from us. 
So when UPS ends up doing that, and then there's the post office left, and you're going to complain about the post office too, and then go to your favorite brick-and-mortar store. You know, I don't know what to, to say. It sucks that this is what it is, but this is their policy. It's not a legal thing or anything. They decided that's what they want to do, and that's it. Sucks. I, I've decided that this one needs to not be interrupted as well, and this is the one that I pick. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Matt writes, with respect to the Reconciliation Show, Good day, gentlemen and Mr. Jonathan. I have some recommendations for potential questions for the Reconciliation Show or After Show featuring Mr. J's ex-wife, and they are as follows. On a scale of bald eagle to bald libertarian, how free do you feel since the divorce? If you could time travel to the day you met, where would you tell yourself to go instead? Mm. Of the men Mr. J has danced with, how many are likely better husbands than he was? And which is more likely, Barry wearing Mr. J's underwear or you two getting back together? Love the show. Matt from Indiana, I think you understand why he's my pick for winner. That's the better one. It's, you, would you like to answer his questions? Uh, I feel, <laughs> she feels free. Uh, she would probably not change anything and the marriage wasn't terrible. Uh, says you we'll have to ask her when she most, the show. most of the men that I've danced with wouldn't marry a woman <laughs> and <laughs> there is no friggin way Barry's getting into my underwear but that is still likely to be uh, more possible than us getting back together so there's your there's your answer That's sad <sighs> Mrs. Jonathan bought a house really? since last week he bought I a did house. bought a house and I've mowed the lawn already I haven't lived there yet but I, I mowed the lawn. So it goes by most the lawn because there's other people I, living. I don't remember there. if you ever answered, but when you dance with these men who wouldn't marry women, who leads? Uh, it's a mix. Mm -hmm. so sometimes you like to catch, is what you're That's saying. That's not how it works in dancing <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> at all. Uh, uh, the look on Dave's face is priceless. <laughs> so we were saying the cigar burns a lot slower, but this cigar is burning. Just as fast. Now mm. we're down to 46 minutes in yeah, this thing. Yeah, it's, it's roughly about the same so time. So we're going to see. So are we all in agreement here? Does Matt win? Yes, Matt yeah. wins. All right. Matt, just send me back a reply with your address. Let me take a picture hey. of his email address just in case. Just in case. Uh, you're going to like this prize, Matt. I have it. It's pretty cool. Dave, Great. did you notice that uh, Jonathan skipped over your... Uh, after show? Yes, the after show is about brand loyalty. Mm. We're going to do brand loyalty, um, and we, we touched on that on our little clubhouse thing, and now we're going to get into it uh, without getting interrupted by um, people or um, manufacturers. manufacturers and mm. things. Uh, but they shed light on it. Yeah. Mm. We get a little taste of that, and if it goes good, Maybe we bring it to. The I show. enjoy the clubhouse because it's not recorded, so yeah. I can ask the manufacturer real questions, and no, unless you're sitting there listening, nobody knows. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It's good. It's it's good, and it's growing, and uh, I think we all like it, except for Ed Sullivan, who never participated. Uh, I'm down on clubhouse. You not you not into it at no. all? No. It, it gave me too many reminders, so I shut it off. Ah. See, so that's when people over over um, email you and all that it's stuff. Like, I don't need to know all this. I have right. notifications turned off for most of the apps on my phone. I don't need right. the MeWe's telling me I don't have, every I, six yeah, seconds. I don't have any notifications. I've been yeah, taking part in other cigar clubhouse things. You have? Yeah. Okay. 
Good? Yeah. Yeah. I have not. Uh, I popped in, and then they weren't talking about cigars at all, and then I popped out. <laughs> you left yeah, quietly. I, I, I've seen that a few yeah, times. Yeah, I'm like, wait a while, and there's nothing about cigars mm-hmm. at all. They're not talking about cigars. What do they talk about? Music, and mm. uh, I've heard all kinds of weird shit, and I'm like, I don't know where this is going. But uh, So is it meant more like a, a cigar lounge Maybe. Yes. Are you afraid that uh, you're not going to have enough time and you're trying to blow off the next segment, or are we going to get to the Classic 3-Way? That's it. It's time for the Classic 3-Way, and it's brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havana's. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. Closes without going over. Barry is our champion from last week. No, I think I'm the champion. I believe it's Ed Sullivan. Ed beat me. I came back with a two-pointer at the end, but I still lost. But it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Ed Sullivan. All right. Nelson Mandela is sentenced to life in prison in South Africa. It lasted 27 years, but he was sentenced today. What year was that? (sighs) Who remembers? 1989. 1989, he says. 1972. 72. 77. 77. Uh, everybody is way over 1964. Really? 1964. Uh, Mr. Jonathan, Raiders... I got four questions and two bri- tiebreakers if needed. Raiders of the Lost Ark, the first Indian, Indiana Jones film directed by Steven Spielberg was produced by John Lucas, starring Harrison Ford. It Eighty-one. 1977. Somebody has two points. Barry Stein, 81. He said it like he knew it, too. Yeah, 30th anniversary. They're releasing a special edition DVD. Oh, cheating. All right, Mr. J and Ed. Um, Okay, we're on to Barry Stein. Harry Houdini frees himself from a straitjacket that was suspended upside down 40 feet above the ground in New York City today. What year? Harry Houdini. 1931. 31, he says. Believe it or not, that was exactly what I was going to say. 1931. 31. Yeah, it was 1932. 32. Everybody is over. 1923. 1923. We have two points for Barry. No points for Ed or Jonathan. Therefore, we have one question left. You guys have to get two points or we have a new champion. All right. And this is over to Ed. All right, I'll do it. Bill Haley's Rock Around the Car was originally released today. What year? 1957. 57, he says. 1955. 55. 51. 51. 51, without going over, is Barry Stein for the shutout. 54. It was 54. Barry Stein, three points, zero for Ed, zero for Mr. Jonathan. It's a shutout. Doesn't happen often. Mm. 
ladies and gentlemen. Mm. But it happened today. Barry can leave here a happy man and uh, have himself a couple of drinks because that's what he does. <laughs> Not that I need an excuse for that. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's I think he can have, what did he get, three points? Three points. Yeah. Three drinks. I was thinking three bottles, but okay. <laughs> So uh, in the heads-up comparison, Nub versus the Dos Ombre, uh, very similar burn time. The flavors are, are fairly consistent from cigar to cigar. I think maybe a teeny bit stronger mm-hmm. on the Nub. A little, there's a little bit more pepper and spice going on, but that's Nicaraguan, Nicaraguan tobacco, tobacco. As opposed yeah. to Dominican. Still lower primings, though, but, so the pepper and spice yeah, is just barely it's there. It's mild, maybe a l- tad bit more body to it, and... Yeah, the wrapper is more pretty, but is it worth almost twice the money? I'm going to no. say I think that the Dos Ombre is a better value, but uh, I got no complaints about the, no. the nub. No, and I don't complain about a $7 cigar with this short because it might as well be a Churchill. You're going to get right. an hour out of this anyway. So yeah. nub is an unbelievable product that it's so small. I don't want to smoke a 6 by 60 but I'll smoke a four by six. But you know what's funny? I think a lot of people are drawn to nub because they think they don't have time. Right. Well, well I, I need something quick, and then they grab this. And well, so imagine getting a seven-inch cigar, and you only smoked two inches of it, and right. then you throw it away, and you kind of wasted the cigar. If you got the nub, and it's four inches long, and you smoke two inches <laughs> of it, and you put it down, and you say, I don't have time anymore, you don't feel so bad. There's only two inches left of it. Right. Yeah. You're not going to smoke the last. So you'll anyway. feel better. Yeah, it's a feel-good cigar. <laughs> Nub, the feel-good cigar, huh? If they were an advertiser, they could say that. Yeah, the feel-good. cigar. But we're not going to say it then. No, no, no. never mind. You can delete that. <laughs> no, they have never jumped on board with us. I don't know. Twelve years, thirteen years of charm, maybe. Mm. Maybe not. Helpful. Buy a lot of cigars from them, and I get no discount anymore. No, no bastards. Discount. I still buy them though because they still sell. And do they sell more than Dos Ombre of that specific size? Say yes. Yeah. 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 And nothing beats Dos Ombre, but mm-hmm. not beats the Dos Ombre size. Doesn't yeah. beat the whole line, but beats the, the size for, for certain. So they did a great marketing, advertising, promoting their brand. They did something they great. They took the gimmick and they made it real. So that's what I got to learn from this is that. You, you have to invest into your gimmick. You got to invest into it, believe into it, and carry it out. Because those are the ones that seem, seem to win and last and stay on and look, look at the money of other people's products that do it. Let me ask you That's one, one more gimmick question. Yeah. Say you took some, I don't know, let's say soapstone and carved it into the shape of a tobacco leaf and called it an ashtray. Is that a gimmick? It is very gimmicky, but the way he played that was great. <laughs> And I, he showed a video of the people doing it. Right. And With a machete. I want one. I know you yeah. do. And it you, works. And if you place an order at PCA, you will get one. We just ordered an obscene amount yeah. of cigars. He, he said he's giving before. you one. Yeah? yeah. Did he? Did On he respond Facebook. to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Did he respond? Because it was like, oh, my God, we just <laughs> blew on nut here. And, it's and, the one and, thing I want. Yeah. Uh, that I saw that. And I just find it intriguing. It's a... It's a rock of what it is. So something like that, I can imagine leaving it all winter outside in my yard. It's a rock. What's going to happen right, to it? Right. Uh, the cleanly cleaning part of it, yeah. we just changed our ashtrays here in the studio. And you said game changer, right? Game changer. We went to the stinky ashtray. 
Yeah. We had nice ashtrays that say two guys on them, and they're all carved out, and they're nice and stuff. But, but then the cleaning you, yeah. part of the going in the nooks and crannies, mm. nooks and crannies, what product? That's uh, uh, English, English muffin, yeah. Thomas's Thomas English muffin. Yeah. So there's another thing, right? Mm. That gimmicky that they... Yeah, because all English muffins have nooks and crannies, but you think of Thomas's when you think of the because nooks and crannies. Because they played it up. So the gimmick. There's Don't the gimmick. Don't poo-poo gimmicky. Embrace them and love them because you're probably on one of these products. You've probably um, been... Uh, you don't even realize what ended up happening to you, but you may be brainwashed, loyal to that gimmicky product, which we'll get into in the after show mm. uh, as we talk today. So that's it. Um, next week, Steve Saka and John Saka join us, and maybe even another surprise, the other son. We'll see. But we're going to continue the tradition of Father's Day weekend with a father and son team that are here. So until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And it's quite possible you learned something. Actually, it's not even close to possible today. Um, But that makes you The Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.